Our reading this morning is from Matthew, chapter 6, verses 7 to 15. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Chris begins his sermon by holding up a picture frame so that we see his head and face surrounded by the picture frame. Thank you, Phil. That's quite a picture, isn't it? You'd like to have that on your lounge? The, the reason I've got a frame today is because I want to introduce, at the beginning of this talk, the idea of framing stories. Framing stories. This, this means the things that you believe about how the world is that frame your life. It gives context to the way you behave and the things that you, you think. So just as a picture only goes to the edge of the frame and doesn't go beyond it, so your thinking only goes within the boundaries of the framing story that you have. I'm going to put this down now. I can't hold it for the whole talk. But let me give you an example of a framing story from, from the time of Jesus. So the big framing story for people in that time was the Roman Empire and the power of that empire. It defined their position from the, the very top, the emperor, the various hierarchies and levels of, of power. And then there were the Roman citizens, and below that, the Roman subjects, those people who'd been conquered by Rome. And that would include Jesus and most of the Jews. And then below that, you had, well, they were called the barbarians, those outside of the empire, uncivilized people. So this framing story really gave you your position. And with that came your purpose. So for the Jews, their role was, well, they had to pay their taxes, they had to accept Roman rule, they had to behave according to the, the Roman requirements. That was how the framing story would tell them to behave. And if they did that, then under the Roman propaganda at least, they would have provision of order and structure. They could get on with their lives. 
and ultimately a form of protection. In fact, it's interesting that uh, archaeologists have discovered um, inscriptions about the gospel of peace being proclaimed as part of Roman propaganda. They used the word gospel, good news. It was good news that we're here to, to rule over you because we will bring you peace. That was the gospel of peace, according to the framing story of the Roman Empire. And it's, it's no coincidence that Christians use that same word, the gospel of peace, as a challenge because they saw something different to what the Roman Empire framing story was telling them. So there was also something quite significant if you didn't follow the framing story of the Roman Empire, and that was punishment. We know, don't we, about crucifixion. And it was a horrible death, and the way that they dealt with this, they would be very public about it. And as you were going about your business, traveling the roads, if you saw crosses with people on them, then that's a pretty, pretty clever way of maintaining this framing story, this idea that this was what the world was now like and you had to comply. Matthew was a tax collector and Paul spoke about Matthew a few weeks ago and the way he responded to the invitation of Jesus. But Matthew was very much within this framing story. He, he'd accepted it. He was part of the system. He was collecting the taxes and passing them on. And yet when Jesus came to him, he was sitting at the tax collector's booth and said, follow me, we're told that he left that booth and went with Jesus. He took the opportunity to leave behind one framing story in pursuit of another. There were many other framing stories. Not everybody accepted the framing story of the Roman Empire. There were rebels. One of the disciples of Jesus was called Simon the Zealot. And he was one of this group who would formerly have believed that the way to deal with Rome was to fight it against it, violence against violence. So his framing story was built around that concept. There were people like uh, Peter and Andrew, James and John, who were in a family fishing business. That was their role, and, and they got on with that, and they, they lived their lives, and no doubt their framing story was around keeping the business going, maybe expanding it, looking for their opportunities. But Jesus came to Peter and Andrew, James and John, and said, follow me, and they left their nets. They left that framing story for something else. And of course, there were the Pharisees. They had their own framing story that was very narrowly based around this concept of holiness and obeying God's law. And if they could get to that point of pure obedience, then that would bring them salvation. Nicodemus was one of their number, and he came to Jesus and spoke to him. And we read the account in John chapter 3, and it includes Jesus saying to him, you must be born again a new start, a fresh way of thinking, a new framing story. So what is the framing story of Jesus? Well, we're going to use the structure of the Lord's Prayer 
to pick out some aspects of this because I think this prayer was given to us as a way of helping us prepare our minds, think about the world in a different way. The Lord's Prayer speaks to us about our position, about our purpose, about God's provision, about his pardon, and about his protection. So we start with the words, our Father. Those two words already give us a tremendous amount of information about our position in the framing story of Jesus. Father, we have a relationship of child and father. That's a wonderful thing to start with, that we can be in relation with God, not as his servants, not as his his hired help, but as his children. But don't forget the word our, our father. We do that as part of a family, brothers and sisters, the family of God. That is the position that we are in. And as we recognize God in heaven, so we respond in praise, hallowed be your name. And that relationship is one of adoration. And then the prayer goes on and starts to talk about our purpose Your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, in this relationship, as we we recognize God as our king, so we respond to him and we, we want to follow his rules, not the rules of Rome, but the rules of God become the framing story of our life. To live his way, which is the way of love, not the way of Rome, which was the way of power by domination and violence. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easy to to say those words, on earth as it is in heaven, and think, wouldn't it be wonderful if God could just do something and, and everybody on earth behaved the way God wanted them to? But I think what I need to do, what I'd suggest we all need to do, is think about those words in the context of the piece of earth that we live on, that we stand on, the sphere of influence in our lives. May God's will be done where I am in this place, just as it is in heaven. That is my purpose. The prayer goes on then to talk about provision. Give us today our daily bread. We trust him for enough. The framing story of Jesus is not about accumulating more and more stuff. It's about having enough for each day and trusting him. And then we come to a very powerful part of the prayer, forgive us our debts. The Roman framing story was about punishment in this area. For Jesus, it's about pardon. That's a big difference. It makes a massive change to the way that we, we live and exist as people. If we know that we're not under God's continuous punishment, his eye looking for fault, but actually he wants to forgive. His, his abundant, undeserved forgiveness is ours. We think about Jesus on the cross. This is the place where, in some mysterious way, Jesus took the punishment for our sins and allowed forgiveness to come through. 
And it's, it's a powerful image, isn't it? When you think about the cross, the crucifixion, that was the Roman framing story's way of saying, well, if you, don't, if you don't go this way, if you don't think this way, then this is the punishment. And yet, Jesus, in his framing story, uses that same instrument to actually bring pardon and forgiveness. This is a very different and radical way of seeing the world, that it's not about power and control, but about love and forgiveness. And from the cross, he speaks these words, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. And so as we receive that pardon, in the framing story of Jesus, we also have to forgive our debtors. We have to be people who follow the way of God. We have to take up our cross, as Jesus said. It's not an easy path to do that. There's part of us, isn't it, that, that wants revenge or justice or something to be done to put the world right. And yet forgiveness is the path that God calls us to. And finally, in the prayer, there is his protection. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. He provides a way out when temptation comes, if we choose to follow him, if we choose to live by his framing story. So we've talked about the framing stories that were prevalent around the time of Jesus. What about the framing stories in our culture, in our society at this time? Well, there's commercialism. That says that your position is a consumer. That's what you are. Your purpose is to buy stuff and things. And your provision and your protection will be in the amount of possessions that you have, in, in the experience that you, you build up. Or there's a framing story based around individualism that says your position is that you're a unique, uh, individual, answerable to no one. And your purpose is self-fulfillment and self-realization. There are many more. We could go on. But Jesus calls us away from each of these framing stories to his framing story. How do we change? How do we switch between one and another? Well, Jesus just says to his disciples initially, follow me. It's a simple instruction. And I can't help thinking that when Peter and Andrew left their nets, when Matthew left his tax collector's booth, they didn't really know what they were getting into, but there was something about this Jesus that they trusted, something that they wanted to explore. Follow me is the beginning of that change. But as they followed, as they saw Jesus, the things he did, the things he said, they started to believe and the word belief is the really crucial thing in this change. Jesus says in John 7, verse 37 to 38, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, streams of living water will flow from within him. In other places, he talks about abundant life. Jesus is promising a life changing experience 
through belief, through faith. And your framing story is what you believe. It's what structures your life because it structures how you think within yourself. You see the world differently. If you've not made that change, if you've not taken on the framing story of Jesus or not really understood it, then let me encourage you, first of all, to take that step and say, yes, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to find out. I'm going to explore and talk to people who have made that step already about how to believe and discover more about Jesus. But if you've already done that, and I know many of you listening today will have done, my question for you this morning is, how are your streams of living water? Jesus talked about streams of living water that flow from within us, but I know for myself, sometimes those streams are not always gushing. Sometimes they're more of a trickle. Sometimes they're even dried up. Why is that? Well, I think for myself it's because I hold on to the old framing stories sometimes. There's a part of me that still thinks I'll find some security and wealth. There's a part of me that still thinks happiness would come through living for myself. And I have to remind myself again and again of the framing story of Jesus. And I, I think the Lord's Prayer is a, a really powerful way of helping us to do that, to regularly reestablish our thinking around what we believe and what Jesus offers us as the basis for our life, our position, our purpose, his provision, his pardon, and his protection. So we're now going to just have a short prayer, meditation, based around the Lord's Prayer. So let's pray.